This podcast tells the stories behind the craft breweries across the country. I'm Erica. Matt. And sound guy Ryan. And you're listening to an episode of Brewers. Ryan, it's our favorite time of the week. Is it? Yeah, it's because we get to record. What do you think, Erica? Oh, wait, that's right. She's at Redemption Rock at a Pink Boots meeting. Yeah, I'm so jealous that she's there and we're not. Super jealous. Because they do a lot of cool things. They do a lot of cool things, both Redemption Rock and Pink Boots. And it's basically a full group of people that I utterly enjoy. Yeah, no, seriously. I saw a uh, a Snapchat of some arm wrestling going on. Already? Already, yeah. Oof. Yeah, I was like... Both our girls, Jenna and Erica, they killed it. Yeah. What up, girls? What up? Yeah. So anyways, uh, I wish we were at Pink Boots, but we are here recording our episode without Erica. She will be back next week because I know all of you people listen for Erica and not Ryan and myself. Yeah, we're kind of lame. Speak for yourself, Ryan. I'm sorry. But this week we got Dan from Barrel House C. That's right. And I'm so excited because I really dig the South Shore beer scene. Yeah, no, the South Shore beer scene is an entire entity in by itself. themselves. In itself, yes. Yeah. It, like, all of them are, like, a huge community. Yep. You know, they started, like, their whole monthly meetings by themselves, like, the whole South Shore, away from Mass Brewers Guild. Yeah. And they started doing these monthly meetings, and they're all really tight with each other. They all help each other out. And we always say that community is important. And the South Shore, in my opinion, shows it. Yeah. And I mean, they have like the South Shore beer passport. They do. Which, yes. This summer, Matt and I, we're going to get all of it yeah. this summer. Oh, yes. There's yes. not even a We question. haven't even started. <laughs> no. Even though we should have, but we didn't. But we're going to. We're on our way. I mean, we went to Untold. We've gone to Widowmaker. Yes. But and we're going to have to hit all of them see. again, depending on how the app works. And we're going to do it in one day. Oh, we're going to do it in one day. So any listeners out there who wants to be our DD, um, please. <laughs> yeah. Ryan talks a lot and I fall asleep. What better combination could you ever have? Many. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> um, huge shout out to our guest last week, Stowe Cider. We had awesome listens and we wanted to thank you guys for Stowe Cider, especially for coming on and doing it. Mark, you're the man. Yeah, Mark Ray, man. I mean, people were like, wow, you really weren't kidding. Buckle in. Yeah. I mean, it was a rapid fire, but everyone loved it. Yeah. So this week, we don't have much Pink Boots news because Erica is the one who compiles all of the information. And like we said in the intro, she is there right now getting all the lowdown so you can find out more next week. But we will tell you, I bet you want your local brewery has a Pink Boots co- collaboration going on right now. And you should... Go there and drink that beer because not only does a portion of that sale go to Pink Boots, it goes to educating women further in the beer industry. And that's awesome to me. Yeah, I you know, it's something that I wish more different parts of the country did, you know, different industrial. Oh, yeah, I know what you're saying. So you're saying yeah. inst- like beer, you wish like. I wish everyone oh. did what beer does. Yeah. To be honest with you. I mean, if everyone operated like beer does, it'd be it'd be a great country. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. 
Uh, so yeah, so look out for your your local brewery to see if they're doing a Pink Boots collaboration. Their blend that they get is special for Pink Boots, and usually their beer is incredible. Yeah, um, no, I have not had a bad one yet. So I have never had a bad Pink Boots beer, yeah. and for some reason, if your local brewery hasn't come out with it, it will probably be out soon. Yes. I know some of them brewed it on um, International Women's Day. Yep. Instead of releasing it on that day. Yeah. So and whatever, whatever, yeah. yeah. Keep an eye out. Um, we are in the midst of Mass Beer Week. There is a ton of events going on right now, and I'm very excited for um, the one that's actually happening at our guest this week's brewery. Yes, right. So, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so there is a homebrew fest at Barrel House Z. That's right. And your entries are already supposed to be entered at this point. So. Basically, the best of the best has already been chosen. Yes, the best of the best has already been chosen. There's basically, I think, like a prelim, and then the finals are going to be March 14th. That's correct. That's Um, tomorrow, actually. That is tomorrow. So if you can get down there to witness this, definitely do it, because the winner gets to have their beer commercially brewed. Yeah, at Barrel Barrel And I think it would be a good idea if we got... That brewer who made this amazing beer that has yet to be determined on Brewers. Yes. We will reach out. Whoever you are. We'll find you. We'll find you. (laughs) Yeah. So we don't have much more to talk about, do we? No, we really don't. We're kind of lame. Just enjoy Mass Beer Week and have fun. Yeah. It's beautiful weather out. And for some reason, Ryan, instead of Ryan, we're drinking stouts instead of drinking these beautiful IPAs for summer. We're drinking some pretty hardcore stuff. Right we now. are. I'm drinking uh, Trillium's Coconut Truffle, which I haven't had a bad Trillium beer in a long while. I've never have had that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm drinking Lucius from Alchemist, which is their British style Imperial Stout. How's that? It's it's it slaps. See, I would have had that today, but I already drank one last night, and yeah, I know what it does to you. Yeah. No, it's great. Yeah. And then before this. Matt and I both had the Harpoon Cannoli Stout. Yeah, their collaboration with Mike's Pastry. Yes, delicious. Uh, yeah, it's a stout brewed with lactose, cacao nibs, cacao, vanilla, and cannoli shells, and other natural flavors. That's a lot of c- natural flavor. I don't know how many natural flavors are in cannolis, but hey, good Yo. on you, Harpoon. Yeah. Um, what really attracted me to this beer is not only their freaking beautiful smart can art which is just like a mike's pace degree um it literally is it kind of like threw me off at first when i looked at it yeah yeah it's awesome um but one dollar for every four pack goes to christmas in the city which is awesome awesome. so i I love when breweries do this and uh similar things are happening with the pink boots one and it's great it's a great thing to to be giving back yes agreed yeah um so without further ado we're going to get a message from our supporters first which we could not do this podcast without them. So make sure you um, if, take advantage of some of the promos you're going to hear coming up. Yes, please. And until next week. Cheers. Hey, Sound Guy Ryan here. Didn't know if you heard, but we're a part of the Hopped Up Network. There you'll find other informative podcasts about beer. So go ahead, follow them on social media, and visit them on their website, hoppedupnetwork.com, to learn more about the people, beer, and breweries from around the country. And until next time, thanks for listening. Cheers.
This week's episode would not be possible without our amazing sponsor, Shirts on Tap. Each month, they team up with breweries from across the country and create a custom shirt and deliver it to your doorstep, along with stickers and coupons. Sign up today using the promo code BREWROOTS for $5 off your first box. Head on over to shirtsontap.com today. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. You looking to get into a new hobby? Oh, yeah. Sure thing. Well, Erica, where can we do that? Go down to Beer and Wine Hobby. Ooh. And what can we get there? Everything you need to start your homebrew journey. And we'll help you along that journey by using our promo code BREWROOTS to get 10% off your next order. Visit beer-wine.com to start your homebrew journey today. All right. We are... Jeez, it was snowing like... 10 days ago, and now it's downpouring. Thank God it's not snow. Yeah. Tomorrow's going to be like 60 or something weird. And if you just stay silent for a second, you can hear by the air that we are south of Boston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how I tell my directions. That's how I tell my directions, for too. Sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. um, no, but we're in the, the South Shore, and we don't make it down this way enough. We don't. But there's yeah. amazing breweries down here, and they're really kicking ass in the craft beer scene in my opinion no no they totally are yeah. um and right now we're at barrel house c yeah what's up how's it going Good. yeah uh, we're here with dan dan yeah. you're um here with barrel house c and you're now here with us on brewery <laughs> yeah. so thanks yeah. for joining us Pretty yeah cool. that was Pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um so we start every podcast just by asking uh your role at the brewery and uh your first memory of beer I am the president and general manager of Barrel House C, and I would say my first memory of beer was probably my dad. Um, we hear that a lot. <laughs> uh, he would always have a 12-pack of Amstel Light in the fridge, and that was his, like, after work, got home, he would just have one beer with dinner, yep. and then we would watch Jeopardy and watch, like, the... nice cheers and all that stuff at the end of the day and then those were my first vivid memory of, of beer was like he would always have because he was like this is like a real like light beer this is yeah. you know in the early to mid 80s so <laughs> so what um, does a yeah. general manager do here at barrel house c right. everything uh, everything <laughs> all right i do wear a lot of hats um it's a lot of um working with my team yeah because we have a taproom manager i have an outside sales representative for our distribution and retail uh, partners um and obviously a brewer, and it's a collaborative effort, you know, uh, you know someone in marketing and communications. Um, so I do a little bit of all of that. Um, yeah. And I, we also have wholesaler partners that I need to visit. So almost Mondays and Tuesdays, early, earlier in the week, I'm here more um, inside these four walls. But the more um, inside these four walls, the less effective I am at my job. Because yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of it is evangelizing Barrelhouse and craft beer and the South Shore beer community. Um, participating in networking. So there's just a lot. Hmm. Um, and sometimes I have to go and pick up empty kegs at a wholesaler or an account, or I make deliveries, um, participate in events and promotions. Um, so it's really a lot of, a little bit of everything. everything. Basically, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've heard nice. um, kind of early and often that the South Shore community, right? The South Shore beer community, and it's not just... I'm out there to promote Barrel House C. We, we talked to Widowmaker earlier today, and they said the same exact thing. Uh, yeah. What is the South Shore Beer Community in a nutshell? Yeah, it's a collection of nine breweries from Braintree. You were at Widowmaker earlier yep. today, down all the way down through Plymouth. Uh, basically, if you can get off Route 3 and visit a brewery, it's, it's that's you know the South Shore Beer yeah. mm-hmm. a community. We 
we came together probably earlier, like late spring. And just the impetus was, you know, 2019, right? Of this, yeah, 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 2019, yes. So it's been about six months. We've been meeting up. We meet once a month. We're actually meeting tomorrow. Oh, very cool. Um, and we talk about a variety of things, whether it's, you know, re, you know, retailer partners. Let's, you know, kind of. It started with uh, let's work together. Kind of that rising tide yeah. raises all ships. Kind of uh, create a good scene. Um, exactly, create a good scene. Get more people to our tap rooms. Do more outreach. Um, and so we were in the process of really making a formal organization. And you know, again, we meet once a month, and uh, it's been a really great uh, six months. Um, even though we're all you know, fighting for some of that same market share, yeah. we also want to grow that market share. Right. Yeah. And that's really what the impetus of, of, of joining forces as, as a group. Um, and because there's... I lost count of how many breweries there are in the state versus <laughs> what they you are know, ten years ago. There yeah. was, you know, maybe like twenty, and now there's over, <laughs> I think there's at least over two hundred. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, the Mass Brewers Guild is great. It's a great organization for the entire state, but we want to take that a little bit further and really have it, more yeah. and localize it more. Um, and you're seeing it. The, uh, the breweries out in Western Mass have done a great job with that. Mm -hmm. um, I think they they were kind of the first ones to start. You know, kind of working together, whether it's you know Berkshire Brewing and you know. Northampton Brewery and um, Amherst and those guys out there did yeah. a great, do a great job. They, they, they've been doing that for, you know, decades at least yeah, you know, yeah. decades. Yeah. And so we kind of took that and like Matt over to Matt and Kyle at Untold, they came from the Pacific Northwest where there's a lot of that community. Um, yep. So we kind of, we, we got together and met up and didn't really know, know what to expect. And it's been, again, we've met once a month religiously for, uh, this will be our seventh meeting, yeah. or eight, actually eighth meeting. And we have a, a New Year's Eve event, New oh, Beer's nice. Eve. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that, awesome. was, that was our first like real because we wanted to make a splash, do something different than yeah. your typical beer fest, or right, right, with two ounce samples and mm -hmm. you know yeah. marginal food and things yeah. like that. So we want to yeah. do something different yeah. with like some entertainment, New Year's Eve, you know, you know, crack a can, have have some fun, yeah. have some entertainment. We'll bring you know board games and the cornhole boards yeah. and just have like a nice relaxed, fun. Event. event to really kick off what South Shore beer is. Yeah, so, for sure. That's, that's and awful. we've created like a passport program. It's like all like one of those like hotel cards you can get out of the hotel kind <laughs> yeah, of that, yeah. that size front and back. Right. It has like the map on it we can see on our tap room wall there. And oh, okay. The yeah, back, there's really there. like a nice. little like circle for you, know, you get a stamp here, you get a stamp at vitamin C, you get a stamp mm -hmm. at Widowmaker. Untold. We see a lot of people who are proudly promoting that they've done all of them. So. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's a pretty cool and idea. If, if you complete it, you get like a nice commemorative one of those nice stemware glasses with a South Shore oh, beer logo that's on really them. Cool. Yeah, nice. yeah, so I think nice. Maine does something pretty similar yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. 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 We should bring that to the North Shore, Ryan. We should. It's <laughs> the only thing we're doing wrong. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I'm. How long has Barrel House C been around? About three and a half years. Three yeah. So I'm guessing nice. that um, Barrel House C wasn't the plan for you originally. What was no. the original plan, and what did you do before, life before Barrel House? Yeah, I was in the restaurant industry for uh, essentially my entire adult life, you know, from high school through about five years ago, six years ago, um, five years ago. And uh, when my wife and I started having, having kids, starting a family, I made a conscious decision to leave the restaurant industry. It's not the most family-friendly yeah. business yeah. in the world. Yeah. Continue to see a lot of my friends you know, struggle with that work-life balance. Yeah. So I actually joined the – I wanted to learn the dis distribution side. So I worked for a network of distributors for a few years, um, which actually is how I met Russ, the founder of Bear House C. Yeah. Um, he was one of the breweries that, that I helped recruit to, to join the network. 
um, full, knowing that my long-term plan was to get back on the brewery side. Um, and when he was looking, he was looking to kind of reorganize the company, take a step back from day-to-day operations. Uh, he, I was the first person he reached out to, and just kind of went from there. Oh, nice! So, That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned back to the brewery side. Mm-hmm. Did you homebrew before, or were you? Did you work in a brewery before, or? No, I've uh, I worked at a brew pub concept okay. that was based in Florida for about ten years. Mm-hmm. That was my second restaurant job. I worked at a sports pub in in South Florida where I grew up, <clears throat> and then worked at this, uh, this brew pub concept called Hops Restaurant and Brewery. That I started with Florida, moved up to Connecticut because I couldn't wait to leave Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We hear that a lot. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Living and growing up there is much different than yeah. mm-hmm. going going to Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah, Florida man, we always see those articles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's always true. Yeah. Um, and so I've always been around craft beer. Even yeah. before it was called craft beer, it was called micro brews back yeah. in the yeah. mid '90s when I yeah. started working for them. And then. Uh, my last stop in my, my restaurant career were, was working for a yard house mm-hmm. uh, okay. restaurant. Okay. So I managed yeah. all the beverage programs for all the locations east of Kansas. Oh, nice. So it was a lot of travel. Yeah, it was sure. not easy though. for your fam- family. No, to start yeah, family. yeah I can it was see fine that. when you know we were dating. We just got married, and then it was just kind of a good timing of because um, they also got acquired by Darden Restaurants, and things just changed. Yeah, um, after that, um, but it was a great experience working with Kip, Greg, Aaron, and, and the rest of the beverage team there, uh, putting a looking at a blank beer head map and putting, like, I'm going to fill 160 of these, yeah. <laughs> these lines. Yeah. And have yeah. it make right. sense. Right. And, you know, it was a good, good good exercise to take, you need to take yourself out of that. Because if I put 160 beers on that, that you I like, like <laughs> then, then we're not going to have Bud Light on tap, yep. which is like the best seller. Right. 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 Yeah. So, and that's where I still see a lot of restaurants and bars struggle with. It's, you don't put, or breweries can struggle with. I, yeah. know, I was just going to ask beer, you, how do you connect that to a brewery? Yeah, yeah. Making beer that, okay, that I want to drink versus making beer that is going to bring people in the door, mm. yeah. get people pulling it off the shelf at Curtis Liquors up the road. Um, it's that That's an important, th- you know, it's an important attribute for a brewery or a successful restaurant or bar to have. It's not about you. It's about who you want to come in and spend money because I, I can't, and drink all that beer. If I <laughs> if I did, I'd be I wouldn't be here. Right, right, right. right. So <laughs> it's just having that balance because you want to stay true to yourself, um, but I also want you. Know, it's that's also fun to make money too. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, um, that's kind of nice. It's, you, know, yeah. you know, striking that balance is it, it's a delicate line to walk, right, especially now that sure. there's more and more breweries open up, and there's a lot of trends. Some things are trends that become more permanent. Some are fads that are kind of flash in the pan. Yeah, you know, hard sodas versus hell. Seltzer, seltzer, seltzer for one thing. You know, seltzer obviously is a lot has a lot more stability. The hard sodas kind of came and yeah. came and went. Yeah, I remember so. that. Not your father's root beer. Yeah, it was hot for yeah. two months and then yeah. it's yeah. gone. So yeah, what's uh, what trends do you see coming down the line? Other than like I guess hard seltzers, obviously. Huge. Yeah, we have a hard seltzer on tap here. You do? Um, okay. Yeah, just to provide because with your former brewer license, you can only make. A fermented malt beverage. Right. We can't mm-hmm. make cider. We can't because that falls under a farmer winery. Right. 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 We obviously <laughs> can't make whiskey because that's a farmer distillery license. So, just seeing, trying to capture as many people as, as we can because you know you kind kind of using the typical kind of you know demographics, just getting more people in here that would normally not think to come to a brewery to have a full experience. Cause right. We also have a full kitchen available too. Um, so we have a hard seltzer. It's a the base is a lemon. Like a, like a citrus um, seltzer that we have a pomegranate uh, syrup that we can, um, you know, if you want to flavor, you can flavor yeah. it. Yeah. Um, we change the syrup around every once in a while. Okay. 
Um, first batch came out good, sold well. This this is our second batch, and it came out really nice, nice and dry. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, it's it's not easy to make. No. It's, it's very. We've we've tried a we've lot tried of them. We've tried most of them actually. Yeah. 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 And, um, we did a seltzer mania. They can be like really sweet, yeah. or they can be like. The flavors are weird yeah. and yeah, yeah. And, yeah. We didn't want to use extract because again, that's not really who we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, again, barrel house a lot of barrel aged beers, mm-hmm. right. you know, yep. small right. kind of nano craft brewery. Yeah. As if we just made our version of you know nothing against them, but truly our white claw. Right. Again, I wouldn't be true to ourselves, but we should also play in that space. Yeah. So I you think you kind of know your, your yeah. So it's it's real it's real fresh lemon juice that's in the cider. So yep. it's not totally crystal clear it's got a little bit of a tinge of yeah like a little haze a little haze yeah yeah which is nothing wrong with a little haze and <laughs> <that> <laughs> stuff, right? No. Right? oh you know that yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah and then when you add the syrup it colors it so it's yeah. a little bit almost like a pink yeah. looking hard seltzer yeah so very cool um before we get into what's going on right now at barrel sure. what uh, give us a little bit of the history i know uh russ was harpoon correct yeah Before russ first. heisner he was yep. the original brewer at harpoon he yep. was their first employee yep. oh wow um I yeah guess. uh rich and dan um, i did my research yeah. Good for you. <laughs> rich and dan recruited him just out of college at uc davis which yep. is still to this day considered you know the bee's knees of right. fermentation science programs he and russ was planning on you know turning that into a winemaking career um and then rich and dan got him over to the to the beer side nice um yeah, Russell joke as soon as he left is when Harpoon really got successful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, he hired his he trained and hired his successor, Todd Mott. Todd Mott, yep. Who yep. Developed Harpoon, Harpoon, Harpoon IPA. IPA yeah. And yeah. We all know that story. Yep. But yeah, Russ was a one man show for at least five, six years. Um, so he really helped get them through the lean times. And yep. then he left the uh, industry, he left brewing. He then he worked for JB Northwest, yep. which is a brewery manufacturer, built a lot of Equipment. During That's the cool. boom yeah. in the, yeah. in the yeah. mid '90s through the late '90s, then he wore, and then he got into biofuels using his fermentation science degrees in in different areas, um, and then just felt the itch to get back to brewing. Yep. So, so Barrelhouse Barrelhouse came along. Excellent. Uh, history of the name. Why is it Barrelhouse Do you know? <laughs> well, Russ always wanted to do barrel aged beer, yep. so Barrelhouse was easy. Yeah. Um, and then Z stands for kind of the element. That unknown element that when you put beer into a barrel, you don't know what you're going to get. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah, that's no, that that's is really cool. Not yeah. Dragon Ball Z, not World War Z. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Z looks better on the logo than X. No, exactly. Yeah. So typical right. barrel is X, right? Yeah. Yeah. X just doesn't yeah. Yeah. look yeah. all that. It doesn't, X. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't roll off the good. tongue as well. No. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. Um, awesome. Talk about the meeting between uh, you and Russ. How did you guys, how did your paths intertwine? I saw a Facebook event for Barrel Z kind of like not necessarily launch, but an event at Harpoon um, to kind of meet Russ, go over like there's like series of barrel aged beers. And then a part of my job at the time working for distributors was prospecting, basically yeah, prospecting right, yeah. breweries. And it was like, it got harder and harder because so many were opening. And yeah. so it just did research. And actually the Facebook event didn't say you had to like pre buy a ticket. So <laughs> I like, got, I went there with a buddy of mine yeah. and then like, there's this line to get, to get in cause it was a, a private event and like, get to the guy he's like hey, where's your ticket i was like well i, I don't know yeah. i just thought you'd just walk in so we ended up not going in but just you know kind of doing your typical social media stalking right met him at the union brew house in weymouth up the road here which is a great pr yeah. um and then this was in 2015 um before he even found this location yeah. yeah so that's how early on in the process distributors have to get sometimes to get the relationship started with a brewery. 
that's how we first met. And then we just stayed in contact. And I was one of the first um, people to buy, you know, pre-order a Crowler Sony in 79. And just stayed in touch. I live in Pembroke now, far away, so I would visit the tap room every once in a while. Mm. And then when he felt the time was right to um, go into distribution, he, he tapped my shoulder and we went from there. And that's, so that's how, that's how Russ and I first met. Yeah. Uh, Sunny and cool. 79 is your pills. Is that it's the, our pills, yeah. yeah it's a pilsner. It's a bohemian style pilsner. So it's not really that hard, more of a bitey Czech pills. Is that your yeah. flagship or? It's our best seller in the yeah. summer. Okay. It's not available year round. It is <laughs> kind imagine. of available year round here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we also add gin botanicals to it. So juniper berry, lemon peel, cardamom. Mm-hmm. It's real good. Um, yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we also do a version of Asian tequila barrels as well. Nice. So. Nice. Um, so what is, I guess you said that's your summer flagship. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the, the beer that I guess that people would know you guys by? Shocker. It's going to be an IPA. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. Our best seller is Bamboozled by Hops. It's more okay. of a traditional West Coast style IPA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With a little bit of East Coast, not quite as aggressively bitter on the mm-hmm. IBUs. It's right around 6% alcohol. Yeah. Uh, right, probably right around 55, 60 IBUs. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's our best seller. Nice. But, w- but when the brewery first opened, it was all barrel-aged. <laughs> Russ refused to make an IPA. Of course. Oh, yeah. Of yeah. course. And, of course, me being on the distributor side, I was like, you need an IPA. You need an yeah. IPA. And he finally, like, he finally caved. And uh, it's been our best seller. Yeah. So. <laughs> Good job. I'm sure, I'm sure he hates and loves that. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's talk about this location. I know that you guys do um, some brewing at this location. Yep. And then you contract out Riverwalk yep. and... Uh, and and Dorchester, Dorchester. Yep, Dorchester right. River Walk and uh, Mayflower. Mayflower. Yep. Awesome. All great breweries to <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. be in conjunction with. Um, do you guys brew small small batch here and then distribute out, or what, what happens? Yeah, what, when the brewery first started, the, again, it was all, be all barrel-aged and brew the raw materials at, at Harpoon in 120-barrel batches and actually drive it down in a tanker truck, fill, nice. the, fill the fermenters here, ferment and barrel-age and package. Okay. Yeah. And this brewery was opened in a unique time when it was opened in 2016, right? And wasn't wasn't a concept in 2014 and 15, and that's when we really saw a proliferation of local, and also the proliferation of the the 16 ounce can, yeah, and New England IPA started. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of a bit of an unfortunate circumstance, but we've been able to pivot. So the brewery first started, we were brewing, we were fermenting and barrel aging and packaging here in four pack 12 ounce glass which is now just as of a dormant yeah, yeah. <laughs> just as dormant as the 22 ounce bomber now yep. yeah at least locally i mean you go out west it's still a viable package so <clears throat> doing the pivot is when we started to talk with dorchester brewing and then most recently riverwalk and mayflower who have smaller batch size capabilities than dorchester does yeah. uh, dorchester does, does a great job they brew great beer but their but their size and our size just didn't match up so we've kind of moved away from them but they do a great job. Uh, if any if any brewers out there will be listening, I highly Hot recommend. Tip. Highly <laughs> recommend. We hear that um, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Todd, you know, yeah. yeah. Todd and Matt are great guys and, and good people. Um, so, just using the pivot, we have all sixteen ounce cans now because that's what the market is. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. right. Um, so we do everything we brew here is for the tap room, tap room only. And um, so everything that Riverwalk and Mayflower does is is canned up, you know, mix of can and ke- cans and kegs as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Must be nice when it's in Mayflower versus having a trip it to is Newburyport. It's a lot nicer yeah. when it's in Mayflower. Yeah, Mayflower's yeah. been doing, uh, they've done two beers for us the Peng Tower New England IPA, yep. which is the first of our Mythical Creatures series. And they just they just canned up um, Nessie, the second Mythical nice. Creature. Ooh, cool. nice. Um, Who yeah, comes up with these names? You guys have some pretty cool ones. 
It's a collaborative effort. Mary does our marketing and communication. She's kind of the gatekeeper yeah. of the naming. CJ, our brewer, is actually a pretty creative guy in, in terms of names. We actually yeah. have a whiteboard back there with like, a bunch of, right, of nonsensical <laughs> names on there. Most inappropriate um, one you can think of, and then we have to refine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he was the... Uh, he created the the pengtar recipe and also the name. It's you know yeah. a mythical creature, a penguin and a and a centaur. So if you look at the can, <laughs> yeah, it's like a penguin um, head and like a horse body. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, uh, who came up with that series? Is it just gonna be like your IPA series, different hops? No, or? not an IPA series. Just something that we've never done before. Yeah. Um. So a brand, basically, a, almost a brand new recipe. Okay. Um. Because for so long we've been brewing. You know, the kind of the mantra in the taproom is make a beer once, never make it again. Mm. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, well, this beer sold really well. Why can't we make it again? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's kind of where, so, okay, if that beer sold really well, let's scale it up into a limited release. You know, so the can, you can only get Pengtar cans here. We've done a little bit of draft mm-hmm. um, and sprinkled to some yeah. accounts. So that's kind of where it started from. And that was, again, that's where we, I reached out to Drew at Mayflower and said, hey, do you have any extra capacity? I know you have right. a 20 barrel system that's like the perfect size yeah. for us for this for the series that we're thinking of and again you know south shore beer community he was like yeah we can basically you make know, that work we can right? make that yeah. work for sure <laughs> yeah could you so, imagine doing that in your previous job yard house and reaching oh, out no. to like i don't even know like a chain that's right. out there and be like yeah. yeah can we just borrow like bud light and they'll be like oh no no <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird community that yeah, you're it's inclusive great. for this yeah, right? for sure and so we want to make it special to something different and unique so mary came up with the mythical creatures concept and we engaged with Cutlip uh, Designs, who designed the can labels, which are awesome. Yeah. And it kind of went from there. So it's not always going to be an IPA, but again, okay. it probably IPAs will be in heavy rotation yeah. there. Um, we did a, a second can-only, uh, taproom-only release called the Campfire King. It was an Imperial S'mores Porter mm. that wasn't a mythical creature because it, it was a kicked-up version of Swear Jar, our, our mm-hmm. regular uh, standard milk porter that we have. So... Um, and that one came from Riverwalk. They have a 15-barrel brew house, and they have yeah. some 15-barrel tanks. I mean, they were able to squeeze us in there. So, yeah, they got a lot of space out there. They do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a nice spot. Um, so, let's talk about what. What do you like to drink? What is? What's your beer? What's your go-to? Yeah, it changes with the seasons. I'm a, definitely an IPA guy, but I'm not a New England IPA guy. Okay. okay. Um, so, like the more piney. I like the what well, I like the West Coast stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 for sure. Yeah. Um, but I do appreciate the New England IPA style. I, it obviously has its place in the market. It's <laughs> yeah. extremely popular. Yeah. 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 The guys next door to us do a great job with that. Yep. Um, lines out the door every Saturday. They, and, and so we always will have some sort of New England IPA, but there'll be like one on tap. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, but personally right now, I'm really digging our Adeline Stout. It's like, Is that the tiramisu one? Or no, no, that the tir- it's the base beer for the Zolato, which is the tiramisu stout. Oh, okay. Very nice. good. Nice. Yeah, so it's a good, hearty American stout. It's 7%, which you don't see a lot of stouts. You either see stouts in like the 5% range. Right. Or, or like eight, 11. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're like, let's, let's do one that's kind of in, 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 in the, the middle. middle. That's sweet right spot. I like there. that. Yeah, because oh, I, like I like a nice robust stout, but mm-hmm. sometimes I, I'm left wanting a little bit more in terms of body and yeah, I also want to have more than one. Mm-hmm. So having like an eleven percent dragon's milk is great, but it's like, okay, <laughs> now I'm ready for bed. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so yeah, seven percent, really nice. You know, everything you want out of a good hearty stout in the wintertime is what yeah. it is. So yeah. nice. And then, um, and I appreciate sours. I'm, I'm personally not a huge like the 
the Bel- the, the Belgian sours, mm-hmm. the gooses, the lambics. Yeah, I appreciate them, but just personally, it's just not not for me. I'm more of a Berliner Weiss or a Goza yeah. um, fan. Um, and then you know, but there's always an IPA in my fridge, and then it kind of changes with the seasons. In yeah. the summertime, I'll, I'll have you know lagers and American pale ales in, yeah. in there. But there's always Bamboozled's always in my fridge, <laughs> basically. So awesome. that's my personal go-to. But yeah, the beer that really got me into IPA was Bell's Two Hearted. Yeah, yeah so. that's a good yeah, one. That's a really good yeah, one. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is your first memory of of craft beer, though? When do you remember first, mm. you know, trying that the Bell's are? Yeah, my first memory of craft beer was I was in my first restaurant job at RJ Gators down in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, and. We had moved locations, and we just opened up, and this was in 1994 when it was really the West Coast, Pacific Northwest was starting to, to really kind of grow, and we had all these crazy, like, Oregon nut brown ale and stuff like that, and I was like, you know, 17, 18 years old, and, like, after the shift, like, the <laughs> kitchen manager would, like, crack a beer here. Yeah, a yeah. Beer. So that was my first memory of drinking, like, craft nice. beer. I was like, <laughs> and then Sam Adams had just, like, launched in Florida. Oh, cool. And they had, like, cream stout. and yeah. I forget what it, you know, the cranberry lambic and all this stuff, and I was like, made it a point to again try it. Kitchen manager would buy a beer for me, <laughs> yeah. and I had you know I started so Sam Adams and these like Pacific Northwest uh, beers, but then when I moved up to Connecticut from Florida, it was pretty eye opening because yep. there's a in Florida there were zero craft breweries down there, yeah, like, literally zero, <laughs> except for some some brew pubs. And, yeah, I feel know. like it's still like that. So <laughs> and so when I moved up to Connecticut, I was like. Harpoon, obviously Boston beer, but then like the locals in Connecticut, like City yeah. Steam or something. City Steam, yeah. um, Hammer and Nail, which is now well, a lot of the breweries I can name are probably no longer in existence, but Hammer and Nail, mm-hmm. and then Long Trail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember the, yeah. probably the first beer I had when I after I moved to Connecticut was Long Trail Ale. Awesome. At a at a restaurant in Manchester, Connecticut, yep. and yep. then first memory of a hoppy beer was Sierra Nevada Pale. Mm-hmm. As it is for a lot of people, and then yeah. my first IPA I really ever had was Harpoon IPA. Yeah, nice. So you've seen beer kind of transform from the quote unquote dark years to where it is now. Yeah. Uh, why? Why is beer, in your opinion, why is beer taken off recently, like it has? Well, recently, within the last, what do we want to say, eleven, Five, 13, 12, yeah, years? 12 years. Well, beer is a social beverage. Yeah, and I hope we never forget that. It, it's uh, it's a beer to be it's a beverage to be enjoyed and shared among friends, family, and kind of help create memories. And I think people just wanted something better, but it took yeah, the repeal of, of prohibition kind of wiped out the kind of craft brewing that was going on yeah. way back then, you know, over 100 years ago, because he's going to make it cheap, and that's you know, the, the True. that's how <laughs> the, the American lager came around. I think, you know, over the last 10 years, probably in the kind of the golden age of American craft beer is people just wanted, uh, brewers wanted to push the limits. That's when the West Coast IPA kind of craze was like, how many IBUs can I, <laughs> can I jack into this <laughs> beer? Literally. Lagunitas <laughs> hop stupid and like all these other yeah. ones. Yeah. Resin six point. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and I just think that kind of pushed the, cr- the creativity and that kind of morphed into looking into brewing history and like all these really cool Belgian styles. You know, yep. the, the the monks were like the craziest of the crazy. Yeah. You know, putting <laughs> spices and all this stuff in a beer and the Germans were just, you know, gotta stick to the to the original four. <laughs> um so I think people just did their research, they pushed themselves. Uh home brewing became legal in a lot of states, which I think obviously helped. Um and just kinda went from there. And again, at the end of the day, 
two people just well, at the end of the day it's it's a lot more fun to crack a beer with crack friends. a beer at yeah. the end of the day with friends and yep. um and uh i just think people's tastes have changed and for the better and i just hope we never forget that that beer's you know meant to be enjoyed and mm. you know sometimes you gotta leave the scrutiny to like the judges at a beer at a beer show if you're at a <laughs> if you're at a tap room it's okay yeah. to just you know enjoy the beer enjoy you don't have to sit and untap it right <laughs> yeah enjoy each other's time and yeah and talk and the beer's not at the forefront the beer is part of right it, part of the experience but it's not it's not like let me take a picture let me give it four bottle caps <laughs> on the taps and let me write my 250 right. word right dissertation yeah. on what i think of a beer i might have had two ounces of yeah really <laughs> can't. I, I can't remember who said it but exactly. someone said to us uh the best beer is a beer in front of you that's I say that all yeah. the time. Like mm-hmm. when I would when I would go and travel for Yard House, you know, it's a three day beer training for a new opening, and invariably someone always asks, "What's your what's your favorite beer?" And I, said, I would always say that. Yeah. Um, so the whatever beer I'm in the mood for, if I go to someone's house and they hand me a Bud Light, cool, thanks. Yeah. You know. Yep. Can't complain about free beer. No. <laughs> <laughs> that too. That too. <laughs> How do you guys um, distribute? Are you mm-hmm. self distro or? We do a little. I mean, the self distribution we do is really just like these one offs that some of our yep. locals <laughs> like yeah, to have. Yeah. Just yeah. Yep. the process of getting it to our wholesaler and entering a new item for a beer that's going to be around for two weeks. Yeah, so that's a pain in the ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah delivering some hot shots there. So we yeah. don't really do much. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have uh, wholesaler partners: Harpoon Distributing, Horizon Beverage, and Quality mm-hmm. Beverage. Okay. Um, and they um, like Quality Beverage got bamboozled by hops on tap at Gillette Stadium. Yeah, oh, yeah I was cool. going to say that That's we were going to talk awesome. about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty cool because yeah. we, we would never be able to do yeah. that. Right, exactly. Right. Like, exactly. Knock on the door like, hey, can you yeah. take oh, our beer? Oh, you mean Robert Kraft's not coming down here anymore? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Robert and Jonathan aren't hitting the breweries. And yeah. Like, I thought yeah. they would be. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, He's got a lot on his mind so, right now. But it's, it's tough to tell. You know, how does a small brewery stay at least not top of mind? I'm never going to be top of but mind at quality. But just irrelevant in the conversation. It's... It's tough to know, basically know your role, but yeah. because I, I was on the other side where you know some breweries that I that that we partnered with just, just didn't get that how that relationship works, and mm-hmm. it's like you're important. We wanted to partner with you for a reason, but it's a two way street. You can't just expect the beer to ship to the wholesaler's dock and it just going to magically appear on shelves. Yes, <laughs> it's a two. It's a it's, it's a relationship. It's a partnership. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, you know, communication. We use a you know VIP like a lot of other. Breweries mm-hmm. and distributors do. You can communicate directly with the reps through there. I hit Curtis Liquors in Weymouth. They're getting low on bamboozled by hops. Looks like they need a reorder. Yeah. It's just, you know, basic blocking and tackling. Yeah. <clears throat> Setting achievable goals. Don't think, hey, we did a thousand cases this month. Let's, right. you know, let's next January. Next. <laughs> next January, let's do five. It's like, well, right. how? It's unrealistic almost. Right. Yeah. 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 Set realistic goals and expectations, both for your, our sales team and for the distributors as well. Yeah. And just working together. And not just blaming it. Oh, it's easy. It's very easy just to say, oh, the distributors don't care about us. And I know there's a lot of franchise law reforms being discussed and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, they're they need to put food, you know, food on the table when they get home too. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're not trying out there yeah. either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so this 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 next question will kind of go into another longer discussion. But with your distributors, do you guys get feedback from them at all from the locations that they sell your stuff we, from? Yeah, we do. Um, we ask for it. Mm-hmm. If you don't ask for it, they're Sometimes, because again, a lot of the larger suppliers like you know Constellation Brands and Anheuser Busch and Miller Coors, they they like to give distributors a lot of busy work, mm-hmm. just not just 
You mean no. like set up displays and have make be not a just that, angle, but just yeah. you know, you know, breaking down spreadsheets and how like just bi- busy work to take up your time, mm-hmm. so you're not spending time on the smaller the guys. other breweries yeah. that you yeah. are, are in your portfolio. Ah. So it's really about. Saying, Ooh, tell us more about all this. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get a beer in front. Yeah, of yeah, first. yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> um, so it it is interesting that just to, to again know what goes on in their day. Because it's right. not just, mm-hmm. it's, you know, that I'm sure they would love to be doing some other things than some of the, than some of the tasks that are being put upon them. Mm-hmm. So right. it's just, it, it is important to, again, you know, don't just be a fly on the wall, but you need to communicate, you need to reach out. If I'm not getting a response, I'm going to ask for one. Asking for yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. But it's also unfair just to expect, like, an immediate you know, yeah, response yeah, yeah. a lot of right. times, too. So right. how do you guys get feedback? Like, what's your, you know, number one or number two way of doing that? Uh, from wholesalers, there's, uh, there's wholesalers are like in, in the, the tap room. room. Yeah. You know how in can the tap you room it's more organic. You know, mm-hmm. when do you think of the beer? How do you like it? We have a communication log that oh, our great. tap room servers use. Like, nice. and one of the boxes is notes on the beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we tried kind of like comment cards, but that didn't really work. Like, <laughs> that didn't really work just because if you if you fill out a comment card, do you really like put like your Time and attention on it, yeah. like so. Um, that <laughs> might not be honest either. Yeah, mm-hmm. it might not be honest. Oh, everything was great, or everything. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> it's it, using Untapped as a source for feedback as a slippery slope. Too, mm-hmm. I really, yeah. I can't tell you the last time I was on it. Yeah, yeah. I just unless if something's like really bad, like Mary, who does our marketing communication social media show, like, hey, might want to check this. I want to check this out. Like they yeah. said, this beer was like bad. Right. Yeah, like, like where? Yeah, like, yeah. Then, then we'll actually reach out. We'll, we'll take mm-hmm. that seriously, but. Again, if someone who's had five beers on their on their sixth beer, they did didn't like something. Well, right. your palate's already shot. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so feedback, it's really is more organic here. We just Great. we we ask you, hey, how do you like it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if you feel if you see that where you're not drinking it and do you not like it, let's get you something that yeah. you like. And out there in the market, it's a lot of the gatekeepers, like the uh, the beer buyers at, at liquor stores, the bar managers, yeah. at at restaurants, bars, are great. Sources again, but you just you have to ask for it. No, yeah, mm-hmm. not very many are just going to come out and give it to you. Yeah, right. So, what's the future for Barrel Hussey? What's going on with you guys? You're going to build out the brew house a little bit, or yeah, we would like to eventually get our, our own 10 barrel brew house so we can control our own production because that would be a huge game changer for us. Um, so again, coming up with the contract brewing schedule is a little bit of a game of Tetris. Yeah, um, <laughs> on both sides. Oh, on, yeah. They got to fit um, you, and you got to fit you. Yeah, exactly. So we, we like this packaging on this day, and maybe we can move this up. Um, so that would change things a lot. Um, uh, looking at potential taproom expansion too. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, let's open up a taproom in a more visible <laughs> location than yeah. at the end of a pothole-ridden uh, industrial park. Um, that'd be nice because you know the taproom is obviously the most profitable part of the business. Yep. So sure. let's try and grow that. Um, we have a big warehouse that we're emptying out that we just don't use um, that we're going to kind of turn into like a, a larger event space. Oh, cool. So we can blow out more like our anniversary parties. Yeah. And we have, yeah. a, we have a family fun day mm-hmm. at least once, twice a year. Um, St. Patrick's Day, we can utilize. It's about um, 6,000 square feet that cool. this isn't being used. We're paying rent on. So let's, let's use let's it for something, it. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, just did, we just did a first like indoor kind of winter farmer's market on Saturday. That oh, went very well. cool. Yeah, awesome. so we're going to grow that, do that at least once yeah. a month. Yeah, yeah. At least through April and see where that goes. Yeah. Nice. Um, do you guys do collaborations with other breweries? All the time. Yeah. yeah. We have one with the boys next door at Vitamin C. It's uh, 
It's going to be like a sour cherry barrel-aged stout. Cool. That should be ready Yum. in a couple weeks. Nice. Uh, probably right before Christmas. Uh, I bet you that's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> working, actually, the guys down at Tampa Bay Brewing Company mm-hmm. um, doing a series of barrel-aged sours. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, with them. Um, starting to collaborate with the guys in the South Shore Beer. Yeah. You know, Matt sure. and Untold and I are talking about maybe collaborating and brewing something next month. Yeah. Perfect. Same with Ryan over at Widowmaker as well. Yeah. Um, and we also collaborate with our retailer partners, too, whether they're restaurants, bars, or package stores. We did a collaboration with Tatum at the Craft Beer Cellar down in Plymouth last year. Nice. And we've done a couple with Curtis Liquors. They're our best retail account, so why not brew a beer with them? Yeah. Yeah. Dan, and Dan's a big beer geek over there. He's a yeah. great guy. Does a great job over there with the, with the beer selection. And, and um, so, yeah, we, we do collaboration. That, that's, a, that's a big pillar of Barrowsy is, sure. is collaborating. That's awesome. Cool. That's awesome. I guess we want to get to know you a little bit more. Sure. You told us a ton about distribution barrel hussy, <laughs> yeah. but we don't know much about you. So we know your go-to beer is an IPA, but do you have a guilty pleasure beer? Guilty pleasure beer would probably be Miller High Life. That's a good All one. Right. I like that yep. one a lot. Yep. <laughs> nice. Yep. Uh, what about if you had your last meal? Mm-hmm. What would your beer pairing be with a meal? It would be a Bell's Two-Hearted. That's for sure with a steak. With a steak, right. yeah, easy peasy. Rare? Loaded, nah, medium mm. rare. Medium okay. rare. A okay. New York strip, right. bone in New York strip, the loaded baked potato. <laughs> Double baked? No, nah, just a oh, loaded baked right. potato, butter, sour cream, bacon, Love cheese. It. No vegetables. No vegetables. That's <laughs> no, my last meal. <laughs> you got hops. You got the hops. That's the vegetable. It's my last, last meal, anyway. It's my last right? meal. Why do I need to eat a <laughs> stupid vegetable? Yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, Bell's too hard would be, but like, that's my desert island beer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Notwithstanding barrelsy stuff, but. Yeah. That was the thing. I loved Harpoon IPA when I tried it, but when I tried Dogfish Head 90 Minute and Bell's Too Hard, those were two beers that were really like, whoa. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially yeah, 90 yeah. Minute when it came out like Game years changer. ago. I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. what is going on here? Yeah. So. Cool. Um, so, where can we find you on social media and more physical importantly, physically? Location. Yeah. Um, yeah, Barrel House C, it's pretty easy. It's at Barrel House C across the socials. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Uh, we're at 95 Wood Rock Road in Weymouth. Again, steer on the potholes it's a private road <laughs> so don't blame the town of weymouth it's just the whole thing but yeah come see us come see you know the guys of vitamin c tours down from us too um, they just opened up on for they're open on fridays too now just for no cans though so if you're expecting to get four packs you have to come on saturday there and Good to know. you know again you know, hit us both up yep. too awesome. actually just hit up all the breweries on Seriously. the on the trip on the there's, yeah, right. a, there's a ton of good ones yep. yeah excellent yeah all the way down to plymouth you got three there you got and then sprinkle in Stellwagen and Marshfield, Untold and Situate, and you know Burks are over at Hanover. You got to get yourself a good weekend. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good to me. Well, Dan, thank you for awesome. taking some time out of your day. Yeah, I know my you pleasure. Had a meeting. I'm sure meetings aren't no, that fun. I don't a, like meetings. It was so a much. budget meeting for next year. I was yeah. glad to get, get out of it. Get so. out of it. <laughs> Happy to help in that situation. <laughs> well, uh, thank you, and, and good luck with all the stuff in the future with you guys. And uh, I can't wait to release this one. This yeah, is good no, this is a really yeah. good one. Cool. And we'd love to maybe follow up with you do like a distribution side of Absolutely. the business. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool to talk about do it about under that. a fake name. Is that okay? There you go. Whatever. Yeah, what yeah we got what that. What would be your fake name? <laughs> uh, I've got to think about that. Oh. I don't know. Well, anyway, well, okay. Erica. You come up with one. Let's ask your favorite question. Oh, yes. We almost forgot. Um, we what? didn't. No, <laughs> we didn't. Okay. <laughs> what are you most proud of? Uh, that's an easy one. My, oh, good. My, easy enough. My three kids. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. It's so funny. We see progressions. We see, you know, like younger people who don't have any. They're just happy no, to be no in the industry. Like, I'm pumped to be in the yeah. industry. <laughs> and then you have like the older people who have kids who've grown up and they're yeah. like, 
oh yeah, I'm just happy we're employing people. I yeah. always yeah. love when I hear yeah. like, yeah, like exactly. exactly. Max is our, our oldest is five. His name is Max, and he's just nice. starting to learn to read. And it's like, yeah. well, like that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. He's like reading words on a page. Yeah, you know, just things like that. And yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, stuff you probably didn't even think about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah you're gonna learn. Everyone to knows how to read, right? Yeah. Yeah. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, when you see like stuff like that for the first time. It's like, wow, it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, cheers. Awesome. Thanks. You yeah, warmed cheers. my heart this thank morning. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank Until you so much. Time. Thank you. Cheers. 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 Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to our episode featuring Barrelhouse C out of Weymouth, Massachusetts. We want to take this opportunity to thank everyone who's listened to our episode, and we actually eclipsed 3,000 followers on Instagram, which is an awesome feat for us. We couldn't have done that without all of you guys. Brian, how can our supporters uh, help us out even more? You can go to podchaser.com. Yeah, we're trying something out new. We're doing something new. We've done it for a few weeks now. Go ahead and review us there and check us out yeah we'll help us out a lot yeah um and i guess until next week we have an awesome guest out of henniker new hampshire wait henniker new hampshire i think it's henniker it is henniker and guess what the brewery's name is i don't know what is it henniker oh that's so weird Whoa. i like that i'm really excited for this one because we are gonna get a lot of information from this one because it was a really really he knew the answer to every single question, like without thought, which is pretty good. Yeah, he, he just he knew exactly what he wanted to say, and he's honest about it. Well, cheers to honesty, Ryan. Cheers to honesty. And uh, next week, Erica will be back. Thank God. I know this is weird. I miss you. I know. All right, cheers. Cheers.